This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Into the happy hour, 5.01 on the clock. Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Rappers. Kicked off about six minutes ago. Kicked off. Tipped the off. Score. Seven nothing. Toronto hasn't scored yet. Seven the fact that they the only have quarter. seven points right now after six minutes of play. After we talked about everybody scoring <laughs> so many points, <laughs> they've decided to uh, to change things up a little bit. Yeah. Five oh one on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello, Matt Scray. We were finishing up our Big Five with number one. Yes. There you go. That part should have came first. That part should have came second. And then, yes, should have came third. (laughs) I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen. You did that in reverse. I know. I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen so I can study the film on that. Uh, All right. Number one, I don't know if uh, you all out there have heard this, but Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are... I believe they seem to be on the on the outskirts. Yes, they can are. I, can I just interject? Uh oh. Sorry, I'm going to. Guy in the Cavalier. Are the, <laughs> oh, I thought you were about <laughs> Skip Bayless. Okay, no, I don't care about him, but we'll get to him in a minute. No, so guy in the Raptors just took a jump shot. It caromed off the rim. Giannis reached up with one arm <laughs> straight over his head and grabbed it like it was a golf ball off the board. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And just brought it back down and started dribbling. I'm like, it's unfair. It really is absurd. They it call him the Greek freak for a reason. Yeah. They do. Anyway, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are in a tiff, and it's more than a tiff. Uh, they've been on this show undisputed on FS1 for a while now, and a couple weeks ago, uh, we Skip talked Bayless, about it. We did talk about it. We played the audio too. Skip Bayless was giving Shannon Sharp a hard time about his career in in regards to Tom Brady. Right, right. Tom, typically. Uh, Skip Bayless is, is, is a Tom Brady fan, so he's, you know, everything is positive. And, you know, sometimes Shannon will challenge him on, you know, for instance, Brady's play. Skip usually results uh, reverts to something personal about Shannon, and that's how this whole thing kind of started. Go ahead, Scrap. Yeah, it did uh, start like that, but it has turned into something else, and it has to do with DeMar Hamlin and Monday Night Football. Now, Skip tweeted this, and he tweeted all these things in in succession, but here is the final tweet. It came a little, the, the final, okay, you want to read the first one? No, no. Uh, that's how this whole, that's that's right, why this whole thing started. 
First one, not exactly sure what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Players on both teams are shaken. Ambulance out in the field. CPR administered. Can't remember play being stopped for this length of time. Just did a prayer for him and his family. <laughs> Second tweet. Why Sorry, you... he just had another golf ball rebound. Will you My stop bad. watching TV? <laughs> <laughs> Skip Bayless went on to tweet again. I've seen so many horrific injuries suffered on football fields, yet never have I seen a reaction like this. In every other situation I witnessed or covered, the game always went on fairly quickly. The attitude was, hey, that's football. For these players, this was different. Final tweet. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. He read that in reverse. He no. said the first part, that last one was the one that got everybody fired up. He said the other ones in concession afterwards about the prayers and so on and so forth. Okay, my bad. That's how Skip Bayless got his day started. Oh my gosh, I just accidentally liked the Skip Bayless tweet. <laughs> Unlike. Um, and so from that point, um, the following day, as you can imagine, people were just, they were coming at Skip. Yeah. Sounds like Fox wanted him to... Have a, at least have an explanation uh, for what he, he did. Yeah. He did that show by himself. He did, because Shannon Sharp did not show up. So this is how the beginning of their show, Undisputed, started today. Morning. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo, but I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and, and uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yes. Time out. Time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me, All right. Okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. Let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back. Skip. Well, I thought. Skip, just let I'm, I didn't I'm, know I was going to bring no, up. No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your not get into your uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations, so clearly... No, they did not have... The, nobody... Let's go, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, still going. Thoughts and prayers remain with Jamar Hamlin. She has a really hard job, I gotta say, because she's not even in studio with no. them. I wouldn't want to be in studio no, with them right there. That so, sounds some bad energy right there. Yeah, it does, and, and I think we all see the writing on the wall. So, Skip Bayless, as we've said, does a lot, says a lot, tweets a lot. Yeah. Chris... I don't even want to ask you. You were watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is this the end of Skip Bayless? Honestly, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't want to care. <laughs> but you do. <laughs> the reason I say I don't want to care is because he wants me to care, and I'm just not a fan. I've never been a fan of Skip Bayless. Uh, so much to the fact that I've never even really watched that show. Um, the, the guy, to me, only says things to get a reaction, only tweets things to get a reaction. I'm not a fan of that kind of journalism. Uh, I'm not kind of a fan of that kind of person. 
So maybe I'm overly critical of Skip Bayless, but that's where he sits in my mind. I I could care less if he stays on the air. I'm not going to watch him anyway. So it doesn't. That's why I say that. Um, So this is not the end. I hope it is, but like I said, it it doesn't matter to me. It's his end with me came a long time ago because I've never really paid any attention to him before. And every time he does something controversial, I think, man, now he's getting exactly what he wanted, which is everybody to respond to whatever he that, thing he just said. That was a uh, a pretty common response to his first tweet uh, the other night. That was, I saw that a lot. What? But people saying exactly what Chris said. Don't respond. Don't give it the energy. But they are responding. But of telling course, people to of do. course, when you say something like that at that time, of course you're going to get responses. Yeah. To answer your question, no, I don't think Skip is done. I just don't. I mean... Um, no, it's too good for ratings it's, to have it's, the controversy. It's, he, he, he does that well. Uh, I do think him and Shannon are done, though. Uh, when, uh, when your partner feels that strongly about you cutting him off, that means it's probably happened on more than one occasion. They probably talked about it behind the, the scenes. The fact that Skip was that upset or seemed to be caught off guard by the fact that Shannon brought that up means they're not even talking before mm, the show starts. Good point. Good so, point. you know, if you're not communicating with one another, that means, especially on a, on a show like that where you kind of need to, it's going to be a wrap. Can I say something a little possibly controversial? At your own peril, I'm buddy. I'm asking you guys so you guys can either tell me to save my job. I don't or... know what you're going to say, buddy. Yeah, should we see it before you say <laughs> it? I personally don't think Skip Bayless's tweet was a was a bad tweet. I, I don't because of the fact that he was asking questions that a lot of us were asking ourselves. Who was at, who, Let me ask you a question, Scraby. Who was asking? When was the game going to begin again? When he was down there being oh, resuscitated. I mean, when that's happening, I that's was. Uh, besides Skip. <laughs> yeah. When when that happened, yes, I was thinking about what the heck is going on. I really hope this guy's okay. But so then, there was a point during that whole thing that you were like, "Man, when is this game going to start back up?" I, I did think about it. When are they going to make this game up? I did think about it. I I think that the reason that this tweet got such a negative response was because. Skip Bayless tweeted. I don't think so. I I think if Magic Johnson would have tweeted something crazy like that, he would have got pummeled just like Skip Bayless. Maybe not as many people. It was not exactly uh, apropos. Right. I got it. It doesn't really matter. But I mean, if he tweeted it today, then I can understand it. He tweeted it in live time. He tweeted while the guy was lying there. It was at six thirty. Well. The game started at five. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't matter, but I do think that he has in that tweet, he doesn't, I don't think he's putting the 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 life of DeMar Hamlin to the side. because Read the tweet again. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now, could he have put the irrelevant part first? Yes, that would disarm everyone because then that tweet to me but is this coming goes, from a place this of This goes to what good. Chris was saying, though. Skip is as calculated as anybody. And you're right. We, so the relevant part is almost there as a safety net to make it seem as though... He cares. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I acknowledge there's somebody fighting for their life on it. That, I, think that's a, that's a, I think that's a well-thought-out tweet. Oh, of course it is. I mean, everything he does is calculated. 
if or I should it say well calculated, not well thought out. If he wasn't Skip Bayless, I, I mean, we might be. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and obviously, I care about Demar Hamlin more than I care about Skip Bayless. So, just want that to be I, known. Listen, but the, I, the it, tweet it, in itself yeah. is not a, a, a bad thing, as Chris said. If he's dropping it, you know, today, but right after this happened, we're. Many people have seen something for the very first time. It's amazing all. that a man of his magnitude, Skip Bayless, who's been in this business as a writer, reporter, TV personality for all these years, wouldn't have, what, the the understanding that that would be insensitive at that time for him to tweet that out? It seems it's crazy. To imagine. Yeah. Really yeah, I mean, I get it because I was thinking about tweeting something, not not about the game resuming or anything like that. But, but, you, but I didn't. You stopped. Why? I didn't because it was such a it serious situation. I didn't think I needed to get my thoughts out to Twitter because I wanted to focus on what was going on on the field in that moment. Ninety nine percent of the people tweeting in that to- at that time who were watching that game were tweeting about Demar Hamlin. Yes, not about the game continuing. And when it was going to continue or how they would stop it. Now that we're talking through this, <laughs> I, I I still don't think that the tweet is mean-spirited. But yes, absolutely, the timing I don't of think it it's is been, wrong. I don't think it's been, I think it's exactly what Chris said. It, it's insensitive, like yeah. on the highest level. Indeed. We have a few phone calls if you guys want to take them. It's okay with me. All right. Let's go to, oh, my fellow name, Matt and Santee. <laughs> My What's up, Matt? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Happy New Year. Hey. Me too. Uh, first thing, uh, I think Skip Bayless is unfortunately invincible. Uh, ever since he questioned Dak Prescott's leadership as a QB for admitting that he was depressed, that I think he had a suicide close in his family, and that blew over. I don't think he can say anything that'll ever end his career. But it did make me think of something, and I wonder if you guys have two cents on it. But it seems the sentiment around these sports journalists who are never athletes, I think of Skip Bayless, I think of Adam Schefter, and the sentiment is like these non-athlete journalists is kind of turning and favoring more of the ex-athlete journalists. And you also consider the clear athlete to journalist pipeline, particularly the not the greatest player becomes the ESPN uh, analyst. I guess wonder, do you think the days of the non-athlete, obviously sports journalists are going to be around forever, but these figureheads like Skip Bayless, these figurehead insiders that are non-athletes, do you think their days are numbered? Interesting. That's a very uh, good question. Yeah, I, we only got 45 minutes left in the show. <laughs> it's a good question. I better start getting Chris, better Chris, I'll let you sport. go first because you're the vet in this. Yeah, it's in a this. tough one, and, and, and I just believe that it's going to come down to eventually we're going to demand as a public, I hope we're going to demand as a public accurate journalism instead, of the, there it instead is. of the beat me to the punch journalism. I, I just hope that one day we will demand that from our people and – you know, you hit it, Matt. You said Skip Bayless is probably unapproachable. He probably feels pretty much the same way, and that's why he's so irreverent with some of the things he says and tweets and sa- and does. I, you know, I'd like to believe that you know Schefter. I find a you know ninety nine percent of the time find him to be pretty credible. I think he's had a couple of moments where he's strayed, but you know, as long as the journalist journalism is accurate i mean barbara walters just passed right i mean right. you're talking about one of the great beacons of you know american journalism ever woman or man and i i'd like to believe that we've still got some people with that kind of sentiment out there yeah. so i i think that's going to last and i hope that that wins out in the end i agree and i'll tell you this from a 
former athlete um, who is, you know, now in the media. One of the things that I think, and you can ask a lot of guys who were in my shoes, why they got into it. Um, I think a lot of them would tell you to be a representative that um, can describe and feel what an athlete is going through and or tell it accurately. Right. Because um, we can't. No. The rest of us and, and, and so mere mortals us. It's, it's the one thing <laughs> that I, I heard Jalen Rose say that's the main reason why he got involved in, in media. To tired of seeing Tired of seeing things not um, reported accurately. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be the end of, of guys like Skip Bayless, but I think, as Chris said, we're all going to have to demand – accuracy at some point over you know the hot take over the first one right because ultimately we want things right but there's also an element of compassion that has to go empathy that has to go with some of the stories that are are reported and I think you know that gets lost sometimes from guys like Skip Bayless well, ultimately, we blame journalism and the media for a lot of the things that are wrong out there, but we really need to blame ourselves because we're the ones that subscribe mm-hmm. to that kind of journalism. Yep. Uh, I've said it before, TMZ, which is actually pretty decent you know, in terms of checking its facts. They get I'm using that as an example. But <laughs> right. TMZ wouldn't exist if nobody watched it. Skip Bayless would not exist if nobody watched him. But, but there's enough people who do. So that all exists. But you know what? They, their their ability to last as long as they have, though, despite some of the stories that are so salacious, is their accuracy. Their TMZ is very rarely wrong yeah, about they anything they report on. Yeah. And so you know, you know, this is a this is a different situation because it's an it's a it's an opinion, but it lacks empathy. It sure does. Um, let's. Uh, we're going to have to go to break, but Alex, stay right there. We're going to get to your We'll call get to on you when we come side. back, Alex. We're going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
right, so why is Skip Bayless still on the air anyway? Well, I'll tell you why, because we bring his name up, and the phone lines light up, because everybody wants to talk about it. 524 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Gwynn and Chris. I 97.3, the fans, suffice to say, we get along a whole lot better than Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp oh, are these days. I don't know so. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious over here, says Matt Scraby. It's definitely. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> really, the only two that beef in here most of the time is Scraby and Chris. Yeah, we're the only <sighs> beefers. <laughs> Let's go to Alex I'm and Carl's sorry? Bad before we get in any more trouble. Where's my notebook? There's my notebook. I'm going to make a promo out of that. <laughs> Alex. Okay, Alex. Alex, welcome sorry. to the show. Get on here quickly. Right, there he is, Alex. Hello? Hello? Hey, Alex. Welcome to the show, man. Hi. Uh, I wanted to add that uh, Hank Gathers, uh, some of you remember him. He collapsed on the basketball court during the uh, – West Coast Conference semifinals. Yeah. Yes, sir. And not only was the game not finished, but the other semifinal wasn't even played. And, of course, the championship game wasn't played. That's and it was the same situation where he collapsed and he, went off, he was off to the hospital. No one knew what, why or how or if he was going to make it. And... I think that sets some precedent, although not a lot of people know about that story, all the details, but for the Monday night game. And then the other thing is, I just have to agree with the other caller. I think his name was Matt. I mean, I'm wondering, I, I played I played 10 years of baseball. I retired when I was a teenager. I played organized sports and a couple years of basketball. And I'm just wondering, how out of touch are these non-athlete sportscasters? I mean... That's almost ridiculous. Like, you're telling me I'm playing football and someone is now being revived with CPR on the field and 15 minutes later I'm cut out, cut over the middle into the secondary or, you know, drop back to pass with the rush. I might need a good 24 hours at least to kind of shake that off. You know, someone just got carted off to the hospital and no one knows if he's going to survive and you're and someone's like, get back out there. I mean, this is not, I was, what does Skip Bayless think this is like storming the beach at Normandy? Like, don't worry about it. Shake it off. Keep going. I mean, that is way out of touch. And I just, I agree. I think the game should be postponed. I don't think it should be replayed. Call it a tie, call it whatever. I think they can figure out what to do without finishing that game. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, a good phone call. We talked about Hank Gathers yesterday. There was one slim difference with Hank Gathers and this situation, and it's a, it's a minute difference. Uh, Hank Gathers was not injured on a basketball play. He he fainted and passed out and ended up dying right there on the court. He was there was no contact, there was no collision. So when this happened on Monday night, I think everybody Initially. rightly so because of what we're conditioned for thought it was a typical concussion-type situation, and, you know, they'd get the stretcher out and they'd get him off the field and they'd continue the game. It wasn't until Joe Buck said that CPR was administered that everybody was game-changer for everybody. So that's the only difference between Hank Gathers. But you're right, they canceled everything after that Loyola thing. Now, Loyola did come back, as I said yesterday, a week and a half later and decide to play in the NCAA tournament that year. There was some time in and, between. Uh, but they had some time. Uh, so they did not cancel the rest of their season after he passed. 
and in fact made a uh, a very memorable run to the Elite Eight that year. Listen, I, I don't think I don't think Skip is saying that he needed to get back up and play. But what I think has drawn the ire of pretty much everybody is that in that particular moment, the last thing that anybody should be talking about or thinking about is when this game continues or how is it that they can cancel the game because of this particular situation. It just, again, this job that we are in, talking about other people, requires at times some empathy, uh, the ability to have a feel for a situation. And, you know... I don't know. There are, there are a lot of people who don't have good feel when it comes to this. And Skip displayed his lack of feel in that situation, in my opinion. I agree. Same as he did with, what was it, Dak Prescott? Yeah. yeah uh, that's I a great. That's, that. I forgot completely. And, and forgot I, about yeah, that. I hated I, I hated. I did not like what Skip Bayless said about Dak Prescott. You should never talk to someone about their mental health or make fun of them for being depressed, especially when you've had someone close to you commit suicide. That's a rough, rough thing to It was to shortly go after his brother committed yeah, suicide. Yeah, that was wrong. In, 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 uh, I think it was Matt. Matt's right. If he can get through that, he could probably get through anything because that's, that's, that's over the line in, a, in every sort of way. Yeah. That's uh, – that's... That's, that's, that's just showing a lack of uh, of understanding yeah. for the situation. You just can't go there. You just can't do it. Even even if your bosses are like, "Hey, we need you to get your tweets," up, you just can't go there. The, the bosses. I, I, I we, don't know too we, many we, bosses. We, we, yeah. really say that. I know it's a nice excuse that's used out there, but you can't be asking people to get their tweets up by putting people's lives ahead of I agree. Know, more important, you know, other things. So. I yeah. agree. Right. Uh, you want to get Vince? Yeah, let's let's get Vince. Of we Vince, do. come oh, on come down. On. Hi, Vince. <laughs> hey guys, um, how great is it? I'm just driving around running errands, and you guys are taking phone calls. I just had to had to drop in for just a couple of things. One, Happy New Year to Happy New all Year, three Vince. of you. Can't wait to to see what 2023 brings, especially for our Padres now. For the real reason why I called with Skip Bayless, man, I, I, one, I was shocked that his name was coming out on this call. I had heard um, what what he had what he had said, and to say it lacks empathy that that's about as politically correct as you could ever <laughs> say it. It is monumentally tone deaf. Yeah, and um, so. With the problem with Skip, and he probably has more than one problem, but one glaring problem that even I can see that he has is he would be the one that would come into the room and pontificate that he's the smartest guy in the room and then proceed to tell you just how smart he is. And everybody else just rolls their eyes when it's the one who may be the smartest in the room, but you'd never know it because that's who they are. And so I've li stopped listening to Skip Bayless a long, long time ago. And, and lastly, guys, I'm privileged to run a global service organization for the global leader in AEDs. And when I saw what was happening, I had the game on, when I saw what was happening, in that moment, in that scenario, seconds count. Not minutes. Yeah. But seconds count. And he was down 
for almost 10 minutes, I was horrified. Thank God an AED was there and they utilized it. And then reports had it that they had to utilize it again in, in hospital. But knowing that and knowing that the players on the field saw this, they saw it within seconds when he collapsed. There was no arms going out to try to break his fall. Mm -mm. He was out before he hit the ground. And when EMS and medical professionals and EMS arrived, I guarantee you the first thing they did was uh, break open the AED, um, get a scissor to his jersey and get it open, and the players saw all of that. So. Our thoughts and prayers should be with him and his family and Skip Bayless, quite frankly. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just a guy. But even me would say there are some errors, if you're a professional, that are zero tolerance. Mm. And if you make them, you're gone. And so I think with Skip Bayless, whoever his bosses are, should take a long, hard look at him a long, hard look at what went down here and just summarily cancel him. Nobody is worth the ratings that he may pull. I mean, his show, please. I mean, I, I just don't see it. So um, I had to chime in with that again. Thank you always for for having me um, be able to, you know, spout a few words about this topic or that. I really do appreciate that, and um, I can't wait to hear you guys in 23. Thank you, Vince. Um, Thank you, Vince. Well, one last thing that I, I just thought about as Vince was, was going through it. The fact that he had, what, 24 hours, 48 hours to think about it, and was like, I mean, if you guys see the clip, he puts his hand up, hold up, I'm not erasing that no, tweet. No, I'm doubling down. It it it, it feels like he has, it, it just... I didn't think about it until, as I said, Vince was talking about it. But, I mean, he, like, if you watch the clip, he's like, quickly gets his hand up in the air. Like, he's been thinking about this. Like, no, I'm keeping my tweet. I, I have sent a bad tweet before. And I got in trouble for it. And you know what I said when they asked me to delete it? I I'm, said, not, I'm not deleting it. No, I said, please. Or uh-huh. I said, yes, I will delete it right now. Like, <laughs> No, I would not say that because I would not be here right now if I said that. But... That's yeah. the first thing I w- would think it's, is like, wow, I said something so bad that it's making my bosses contact me to con- to take it down, and my friends and my peers and my coworkers are all going to look side eye at me now because I I am this guy. It's just bad. Yeah. All right, we need to take a quick timeout. Come back to wrap things up here on Gwen and Chris. Stick around. From ten popular people search websites that could sell your data, and we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You can listen to San Diego's number one sports station on the go with the free Odyssey app. It's got all the sports, music, and podcasts you crave. Download the free Odyssey app today. 
5.40 on the clock. Last segment of the show. Matt Snyder joins us. CBS Sports joins us earlier. Talk Padre baseball. We'll get to that interview in a sec. First, there's some traffic. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's go out to the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Matt Snyder, our good friend from CBS Sports, joins us. How are you today, Matt? Good talking to you and Happy New Year. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I, I didn't get a, a my usual Padres cram session in before the call because that Devers extension just broke. So, uh, yeah, it kind of screwed me over. If I don't know what I'm talking about, that's why. It's not my fault. You always know what you're talking about, and uh, that's why we love having you on the program. And obviously we're going to open with the Padres. I mean, Xander Bogarts, uh, how much of a game changer is he, can he be for the Padres uh, when you also add in the fact that once his suspension is over, Fernando Tatis Jr. joins his team. I mean, how high in the in the stratosphere does this put the Padres potentially? Well, I, I think they're one of the best teams in the in National League, and by extension that means one of the best teams in baseball. I think they're, they're going to be – look, you already made the NLCS last year, and it wasn't near the firepower that the team can have this year. If you think about – the upside that Juan Soto has, he didn't hit like that at all for the Nationals. He was not the Juan Soto of years past, and it was only his age 23 season. So you would expect a full off season, a full spring training, not having to deal with all the trade rumors as he did in the first half with the Nationals, that he's probably going to look like the guy that, I mean, I know it's not the same in real baseball, but he's a guy that a lot of people would consider as the number one pick in fantasy baseball. Uh, Machado, you know what you're going to get there. Tatis, if he plays like he's capable, we've seen what that can be like. Uh, just right there, you're talking about possibly having three, I don't know, top five MVP candidates. <laughs> and then you talk about Xander Bogarts right there. If you say, if everybody hits their, you can't say 100th percentile, but let's say like 90th percentile, you're talking about Xander Bogart being probably your fourth best player. And uh, he finished ninth in the AL and MVP voting last year. And he didn't even have his best year from a power standpoint. Um, 15 home runs. He's hit 33 before. So, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking about me not even getting to anybody else on the roster, like a Jake Cronenworth type. You're talking about maybe four top 10 MVP finishers if everybody hits their 90th percentile. So uh, just off the charts upside. Do you think that point that you made there right now is enough to overcome um, what, at this point, as as currently constructed right now, 
seems to be a little short depth depth wise. Depth for do, sure. Do yeah. you do you think there is enough there with the four possible MVP candidates to overcome that? Uh, in terms of what, like in terms of playoffs? in terms no, Absolutely. not getting to the playoffs, but no. okay. you know, at this point for here in San Diego, you've already gotten to the the the. NLCS. The NLCS. Yeah. So the only thing left at this point is a World Series. Is it enough to overcome that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, it's. But then again, as you guys know full well from the opposite side, we just saw a 111 win team get that's, bounced in four games. That's true. So it's once you get there, you got to have a lot of things break right. You've got to be good and lucky. And if you look at something about the, the Phillies last year, they did not have any depth at all. They were kind of trying to pull a 2019 Nationals where they're having, what, 10 guys? Yeah, almost drag did. them across the finish line to win the World Series, and they almost did. Yeah. And we, like I said, the Nationals in 2019, how many actually, like, really good players did they have? And, I mean, we were laughing about it once, and we got to maybe 10. And, obviously, that's including the pitching staff. And, yeah, when you have Scherzer and Strasburg and, at the time, Patrick Corbin in the rotation, that can cover a lot up. But the Padres have – three upside starters like that that who could be like that in in a playoff setting so i think that they have the pieces absolutely a realistic world series champion for sure it's just you gotta have so many things break right and if you look at the dodgers who have given themselves so many chances the only time it happened was in 2020 which was a 60 game regular season in a really weird postseason so it's it's hard to make it happen but hey Sometimes all you need is a run like the 2019 Nationals. Yeah, no doubt. Matt Snyder is with us from CBS Sports talking some Padre baseball and Major League Baseball. And, Matt, you still look at the free agent list, and, you know, there's still some some guys on there. I don't know if they're the top-tier guys any longer, but among the names like Zach Greinke and Michael Waka and uh, Michael Pineda and, uh, I don't know, Dallas Keuchel, former Cy Young guy, I mean – is there anybody that should interest the Padres still on that list uh, for a you know number five spot in the rotation? Well, they're all depth guys. Um, I love Zach Granke, and you're never going to go wrong with Granke other than I don't know how many innings he can really go. And so if, if you throw somebody like that in your rotation, it could be a strain on the bullpen. Cueto, I tell you what, Johnny Cueto showed some life last year for the White yeah, Sox. Yeah, he did. He thought, like, he might be done, but you know he's familiar with the division and pitching out West, I, if you're talking about throwing a guy into the five slot who could give you five or six innings, I, I, I would take a look at Johnny Cueto. I, 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 he interests me greatly, and I think he'd be a great fit there. So, yeah, he, he's the one that really jumped out to me. And uh, I, I know that he's looks like age 37 season. Yeah, that's up there. But we've seen guys that are their 40s. And he actually, from like – 2018 to through 21, he didn't have a full season, so there's probably not a ton of wear and tear on his arm at this point. I, I'd, I'd give it a go with Cueto, as long as the price is right for both sides. Yeah, I agree. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, joins us here. Uh, Gwen and Chris, and, and Matt, a lot of, obviously, a, a lot of ink spilled uh, with the signing of Xander Bogarts. We talked about the, the two free agents the Padres brought back that were their own free agents, and and Suarez and Martinez, Seth Lugo and Matt Carpenter, though, were the last two signings. And couldn't it have been as important as, as any 
because uh, especially with Matt Carpenter bouncing back, how big of, of a deal do you think those two could be for this particular roster? Well, I mean, it, it, as we talked about earlier, there's depth issues there. And if you get in a situation where a few guys go down, Carpenter is very, very streaky, as the Yankees fans found out, much to their delight last season before he got hurt. Uh, he can carry you for a week or two if he gets hot. I don't know how much of that is left in there at his age. But, hey, he did it last season for the Yankees for a couple weeks. So to have a guy hitting maybe in the lower third of the lineup who can go crazy like that, that's a really nice depth signing. Again, Lugo's a nice depth signing because if you did end up adding a Johnny Cueto there, you can bump Lugo to the bullpen, and he's had some success in the bullpen and and a little success in the rotation as well. So it's a guy that could kind of help in either way. And And as we've seen with so many different teams in so many different years, you can never have too many guys who can take stars right. on the hill anyway. Yeah. So it, it's a very good depth signing there. Um, I, I'm looking forward to watching the team. I, I still think, you know, there, and I'm sure that A.J. Preller feels like still some stuff to do, still some tweaks at the margins to be done, and we know there will be some tinkering in the, in the regular season. But when I look at the bullpen now, it feels so much more settled with a full season hater at the end, especially since it seems like they fixed him down the stretch and Suarez in front of him. That's a really nice eighth and ninth inning combo right there. And they've got some better depth in front of them as well. As a whole, the pitching just looks a lot more solidified and a lot fewer question marks than they had last year. And, you know, the the offense is beefed up and a lot better. And you're talking about, comparing right now to where you were a year ago in a season in which the team would go to the NLCS. Matt Snyder joining us from CBS Sports. Matt, uh, we'd like to believe that we have you all to ourselves, but I assume that every now and again you get a call from a radio station, let's say in Denver or in Pittsburgh or in Kansas City or in Miami or Oakland. There's a theme here. Do you want to name any more cities? There's a theme here. My theme is the fact that what are these poor people doing with their baseball teams there, and what is baseball going to do about these teams that aren't competing at all? I mean, there's at least you know a half dozen, maybe more teams that really are just playing out the schedule. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, is there something that can be done? Uh, I, I think the players did a lot of work last CBA in trying to to make that gap up. Um, unfortunately, there's not really much that anybody can do other than just hoping that the right owner, as San Diego fans can attest right now, will be put in place and will try to spend some money on the product in hopes of, of gaining fans and getting lifelong fans and creating a product. And I think the thing I loved the most was when he said, we don't look at it like windows of contention. We want to be there all the time. And that's big market talk from yeah. a small market. Yeah. And I, I, I do – it's funny. When you said Pittsburgh, I thought no, – I don't, I don't think anybody from Pittsburgh has ever, ever, ever called me. And any time I talk about <laughs> contracts, I get a million people from Pittsburgh yelling at me about how it's not fair and there should be a salary cap. So I, that city's operating under something just completely – I think they think everything should be the way it is for the Steelers. And it's not just as easy as put in a salary cap and we'll have – our the Pirates will be the Steelers. It's just – that's just not the way it is. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think the most frustrating thing for me since I live in Indianapolis and I'm in the Cincinnati chapter of the BBWA was um, Phil Castellini, the, yeah. the Reds owner's son, on opening day last year. This wasn't pretty. Basically, 
taunted the fans, basically. When somebody said, hey, what would you say to the fans who are growing frustrated with the product? And he said, well, where are you going to go? Who else are you going to root for? It's like, man, that's not... That's a guy who's never had to sell anything before, you know? <laughs> that ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Matt, I got to ask you, because uh, I, I assume you, you're probably going to have to get off of here to cover this Raphael Devers. 11 years, 331. Uh, this is a young man that uh, really turned it up last year. Is 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 this Was Boston in a spot where they couldn't afford to not sign him as well? After all these young, talented players yeah. have moved on, and they have basic – I mean, they've gotten stuff forward in certain cases, but in some they haven't. Um, is this one they just couldn't miss on? Well, you know, with this current front office, because remember, they won the World Series in 2018, and then they got rid of Dombrowski. Right. And they brought in Bloom from the Rays, and then Mookie Betts got traded one year in front of free agency. They just let Xander Bogarts walk. If they let Devers walk too, I mean, the message to a huge market fan base is, we're going to operate like the Rays, mm. even though we're not the Rays. Right. And I, I think it probably got to a point that there were so many people mocking them, for lack of a better term, for for acting like a small market franchise and letting these guys get away. In Bogart's case, it was for nothing. In Bet's case, they didn't really get anything back. No. I mean, Verdugo, who's way out of the – like not even in the same stratosphere as Bet's, and then they just cut Jeter Downs. So it's basically was Verdugo for bets straight up, which is horrible. I, I kind of feel like they were backed in the corner and they absolutely had to do something. Endeavors and his representatives probably knew that, and that's why they were able to get a, a really nice deal for him. Uh, I still I didn't want it to happen for entertainment purposes because it would have been funny uh, <laughs> to see them continue to operate like this. But like the reality of the situation is. They, the Red Sox had to have this. Yeah. Absolutely had to have it, or you're losing a lot of your fan base. Yeah, no, they seem to be in a, almost a, a not quite in the same spot, but in terms of these decisions, the same spot as, as San Francisco. But they were basically let out because Carlos Correa's leg is not just an issue with the Giants; it's an issue with the Mets as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to be it's certainly going to be interesting to see uh, how the Red Sox progress from here. Yeah, yeah, I will be because I, it, yeah, it's the way he's been operating has been uh, weird to say the least. But at least maybe this is a start. Yeah, we'll see. Matt, always a pleasure talking with you during the uh, playoffs. Uh, just as much of a pleasure to talk with you in January. Thanks so much for your time, as always. Happy New Year again, and uh, same to you guys. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.